This is a conspiracy channel. Tape one. Welcome to the Hush Channel. The difference between a submarine and a submersible is a submarine has enough power to leave port and come back to port under its own power. A submersible, however, has very limited power reserves, so it needs a mothership that can launch it and recover it. A massive search ramped up Tuesday, June 20th of 2023 as authorities probed the North Atlantic for a tourist sub that went missing over the weekend on an expedition to explore the famous Titanic shipwreck. A five-person crew on a submersible named Titan, owned by Ocean Gate Expeditions, submerged on a dive to the Titanic wreckage site Sunday morning and the crew of the Polar Prince research ship lost contact with the sub about an hour and 45 minutes later. The Titan is said to be the only five-person sub Submersible in the entire world with capabilities to reach its depth at nearly two and a half miles beneath the ocean's surface. It is one of three submersible crafts owned by Ocean Gate that appear on the company's website that typically carries a pilot, three paying guests, and another person described as a content expert by the company. Ocean Gate's site says the Titan weighs around 23,000 pounds and has the ability to reach depths of up to 4,000 meters or 13,000 thousand feet and has about 96 hours of life support for a crew of five people. Ocean Gate Expeditions is a company that deploys manned submarines for deep sea exploration and has in the past advertised this particular sub's endeavor to carry tourists down to the wreckage of the RMS Titanic for $250,000 per seat. More than a century after the Titanic sank that April of 1912, the wreck lies on the ocean floor about 400 miles southeast of the new Foundland Coast. Ocean Gate recently stated on its website and on social media that its expedition to the Titanic shipwreck was underway, describing the seven-night trip as a chance to step outside of everyday life and discover something truly extraordinary. In addition to one ongoing expedition, the company had planned two others for the summer of next year. In another tweet, Ocean Gate shared earlier this month that it was using the satellite company Starlink to maintain communication with the submersible craft as a journey toward the Titanic wreckage. Despite being in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, internet connection was necessary to make the Titanic dive possible. News of the vanished submersible and subsequent search broke Monday the morning of Juneteenth. However, it was that Sunday night when the Coast Guard first alerted mariners about the missing sub, announcing its last location and saying a 21-foot submarine with a white hull was overdue and requested vessels and vicinity to keep a sharp lookout and assist if possible. The sub was lost in an area about 900 miles east of Cape Cod in the North Atlantic and water with a depth of about 13,000 feet. It had about 40 hours of breathable air left as of the afternoon of Tuesday, June 20th. Search operations continued overnight Monday and into Tuesday when a pipeline vessel arrived in the search area and sent a remotely operated vehicle into the water to search for the sub at its last known location. Coast Guard officials also said Tuesday that aircraft would fly over the search area throughout the day and multiple Canadian 
Canadian vessels, including a Canadian Coast Guard vessel expected to arrive in the evening, as well as a U.S. Coast Guard cutter were on their way in the early afternoon. The U.S. Navy was preparing to deploy military assets to assist in the search as well. Sonar buoys have been deployed in the water in an attempt to listen for the missing sub. They are capable of listening to a depth of 13,000 feet. The Coast Guard is focused on finding the sub right now, but they are also working with military partners and civilians to develop a rescue plan if the vessel is located under the water. By the end of Tuesday, crews from the U.S. Coast Guard, Canadian Coast Guard, U.S. Navy, and Air National Guard had collectively searched about 7,600 square miles since the sub vanished two days prior. That combined search area is larger than the state of Connecticut. It has been confirmed that Hamish Harding, a 59-year-old British billionaire and adventure traveler, business person, and explorer, is aboard the Lost Titan Submersive. Hamish had previously posted the following to Facebook Saturday, June 17, stating, I am proud to finally announce that I joined OceanGate Expeditions for their RMS Titanic mission as a mission specialist on the sub going down to the Titanic. Due to the worst winter in Newfoundland in 40 years, this mission is likely to be the first and only manned mission to the Titanic in 2023. A weather window has just opened up and we are going to attempt a dive tomorrow. We started steaming from St. John's, Newfoundland, Canada yesterday and are planning to start dive operations around 4 a.m. tomorrow morning. Until then we have a lot of preparations and briefings to do. The team on the sub has a couple of legendary explorers, some of which have done over 30 dives to the RMS Titanic since the 1980s including P.H. Nargillette. More expedition updates to follow if the weather holds. Explorers Club. Hashtag Action Aviation. Hashtag One More Orbit. Hashtag Polar Prince. Hashtag Titanic. Harding is a veteran adventure tourist who traveled to space aboard a Blue Origin rocket just last year. CBS News has also confirmed that the British-Pakistani businessman Shazada Dawood, his son Suleiman, and French explorer Paul Henry Nogalit were on board with Harding on the Titan. BBC News confirmed that Stockton Rush, the CEO of Ocean Gate Expeditions, was also aboard the vessel. The Dawood family of the large Pakistan-based global business conglomerate, the Wood Group, issued a statement Tuesday confirming their family members were on the expedition. Nagalit, a renowned French explorer and former diver for the French Navy, who was a part of the first expedition to visit the Titanic wreck in 1987, was also on board the missing submersible. Apparently, however, this is not the first time the Titan has gotten lost. Just last summer, in 2022, CBS News correspondent David Pogue accompanied the Titan crew on the journey from Newfoundland to the site where the Titanic was lost. Several dive attempts had to be canceled when weather conditions indicated it may not be safe. At the time, Pogue described the Titan as a one-of-a-kind submersible craft made from thick carbon fiber and coated on both ends by a dome of titanium. Ahead of the planned dive, Pogue recalled signing paperwork that read, in part, this experimental vessel has not been approved or certified by any regulatory body and could result in physical injury, emotional trauma, or death. Space inside the submarine was similar to the interior of a minivan and with just one button and a video game controller used to steer it. The vessel seemed improvised with off-the-shelf components. This is how David Pogue describes the vessel and on his voyage the sub was lost for a few hours. There was no GPS under the water so the surface ship is supposed to guide the sub to the shipwreck by sending text messages. But on this dive, 
said David Pogue, communications somehow broke down. As of the time of this recording, the 9th of June 21st, 2023, the Titan has yet to be located. Hopefully, everybody is found safe and sound and this story does not become a horror tragedy, but rather a story of a scary incident that could have resulted in death. But nonetheless, a story that they will be able to tell their grandkids. You were on one of those subs. I watched the story you did for CBS this morning. I almost had a panic attack watching you get into that thing. It's so small. How big is it? And how long were you told you could survive in it? Uh, it's about the size of a minivan, but it's a cylinder. So it holds five people. There's no chairs. There's no couches. You, you are sitting on the floor with your back against the curved sides. Um, as I'm sure you've heard, there's four days worth of air. There's three different systems. There's the, as your previous guest referred to, there's a scrubber, the same ones they have in spacecraft that converts the carbon dioxide you breathe out back into oxygen. If that fails, there are these, they look like fly strips, you hang them from the ceiling, that they're backup scrubbers. And if that fails, they have scuba tanks, oxygen tanks, mm -hmm. under the floor of this thing that you can pull out. But there's, there's no food and water apart from the one sandwich and the one water bottle you bring with you. Uh, all there is by way of a toilet is basically a big Ziploc bag. Oh my gosh. All right. At one point when you were on the sub, you lost communication with the mothership on the surface uh, only for about two and a half hours. Um, right. And what did you do when you lost communication? Did so, you just drift around or what happened? I, I should be clear on this. So they never lost contact with the sub. Um, there's a ship on the surface. Uh, that can send short text messages down to the sub beneath the sea. There's no GPS underwater. There's no radio underwater. So all they can do is send these little text messages. The submersible does not know where it is relative to the Titanic. It might be right over there, it might be right over there. They can't see anything. There's no windows except a tiny round porthole at one end. So up on the ship, the control room looks down and says it's off to your right by a hundred yards they direct the sub so what happened for a few hours last summer was during one of these dives the the ship on the surface was giving directions to the submersible on the seafloor that were wrong something went wrong with the directional system and they spent the whole day looking for this titanic never found it and so these passengers who paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars a head had to come back to the surface having seen nothing so I gotta get your reaction when you hear that they've lost this sub that they lost control and communication of it after an hour and 45 minutes into the descent which I'm, I think that's about how long it takes to get down there or no that, that would be about halfway down two-thirds of the way down two-thirds of the way down and and then by 9 p.m. Sunday night at launch Sunday morning they reported it missing um, what do you imagine is going is happening on board? So, first of all, aside some from context, panic, I mean, uh, I just this is can't, the, you know, yeah, Th this is the only submersible in the world still operating that can go to the Titanic. So it is a one-off. It is a one-of-a-kind. There's not, you know, it's not like an iPhone made by the thousands. There's one of it made by this one man who's had experience building airplanes and submarines, Stockton Rush, he runs the company. And so you know going in that, you know, it's not gonna be Delta Airlines level safety. You sign a waiver, 
it says, these are all the different ways I could die. I mean, they, they outline it for you. Um, so there's so many mechanical problems and weather delays. I mean, on my dive to the Titanic, we only got 37 feet down when there was a mechanical problem and we had to come back up to the surface. And that's typical. I mean, they, they take tourists out for a week at a time. And so far this summer, they've barely made it to the Titanic even once, even though during each week they have five potential days to dive. So you are well aware that there's an improvised quality, there's a dangerous quality, that it's something that is not made for consumers. Is there a way, you said there, is there a way to radio for help if you're on that sub? There's no way to radio for help. There's no, radio waves don't travel underwater. So there are two systems of communicating with the submersible. Um, one is every 15 minutes, it sends out a ping an audio ping, sound waves travel through water. So the surface ship picks that up and says, okay, they're still alive. The second way is while they're within sound range, they can send little text messages, short text messages that say, usually it's, you know, the Titanic is 100 yards to your right, that kind of thing. Um, they've lost both of those signals. Um, that's not what happened last summer. This, this is really terrifying. I mean, if you think about it, there could only be one of two things that have happened. So if the power went out, then they couldn't send pings and they couldn't send texts, but maybe they came to the surface and they're bobbing away someplace. I will say they have seven redundant ways to get to the surface. They have three different kinds of weights they can drop. They have propellers that push them up. They have airbags they can inflate seven different ways. And several of them work even if the power is gone. So if they are alive, they should have been able to get to the surface using one of these methods. Unless one of two bad things have happened. One is that they got snagged on something, maybe one of those ghost nets, the big right. fishing nets that fishermen cut loose, or, or, maybe, um, or maybe a piece of the Titanic. Or you know, the worst case scenario is that there was a, a leak in the pressure vessel and that would be an instantaneous implosion. We run the whole thing with this game controller. End of tape one.